Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. Thanks to Neds. Whatever you bet on, take it to the Neds level. You win some, you lose more. What is up, punters and dribblers? This episode of All Talk is brought to you by Dr. V, Australia's first and best all-natural energy drink. That's right, Tom. If you want to detox and supercharge your physical and mental health, we'll do it with Dr. V. And they're 100% natural energy drinks. It's the way to go. Back for another week with a dual-code superstar, a man who, when we were growing up, which makes us sound old, makes him sound even older, but he was the king. He was the man. He was like, you know, he was a throbber that everyone got around. He deb- he came in on the rugby league scene very early, won comps with the Brisbane Broncos, played Origins, played for Australia, then jumped ship to the bright lights of Rugby Union and Big Bicky. Played for the Wallabies. Played for the Wallabies. Made a World Cup final. Played in two World Cups. Played for the Tars. Scored tries. Scored tries, did it all, then came back to rugby league, won more comps, decorated rugby league career, decorated rugby union career, and a decorated individual. Yeah, and an absolute all-round throbber. Yeah. There's no other way to describe that. Who is it, Eddie? Lottie Dakiri. Settle in. Mate, thank you again for, for coming on. How's uh, where, are you, where are we talking to you from? Where are you living? I am in Brisbane, mate. I'm in Brisbane, boys. Sunny yeah. Queensland. Yeah, mm. yeah. You must be. Uh, you must be loving the way that the team's going at the moment. Which one? Well, I mean, it's a good question. It's a good question. We do. We are on the eve of the Rugby World Cup as well, which I'm sure we're all uh, feverishly excited for. <laughs> I think we're more talking about your Brisbane Broncos, mate. They are going great guns. I'm. Um, how, how uh, are we talking today? Are we talking tomorrow? When is it- well? That's actually a good point. This will come out after tonight's game, so you are uh, we as it currently stands. We don't know how they've gone against the storm. Okay, so I can talk about the game before the game, mate. No, yeah, it's fine. Like, no, it, there's no one will be like everyone will know that this was recorded before the game. So that's sweet. Yeah, no, no. Brisbane Broncos are flying boys. Um, Reese Walsh, how good is he? Yeah. Um, and they've just got a young team, blokes who aren't, you know, at the, you know, people don't think they're at the top of their game or whatever, are doing their job. Billy Walters, I think he's probably been one of the best nines in the comp this year. I know he's very underrated. I love him. I used to see him in the sheds as a young kid. He used to still out balls when I was in the <laughs> shed um, in the early 2000s. So, it's pretty cool to see though that him running around, but Keenan Palacia, all those sort of blokes have come in and done a job, um, and they got and they're doing really well. A big chance to uh, to uh, win the comp this year. Massive chance. Are you around the club at all? Do you have anything to do with the boys? Do they get an old lady to carry in there to maybe pass on some words of wisdom about what it takes to win a comp? Yeah, well, 
I in and around. I, I get in at different times. Um, I've got no idea who I am. It's just some <laughs> dark bloke walking around. <laughs> I just Wendell Staley's a Petro. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice to see the boys uh, at different times. Luckily enough to, to have a bit to do with a few of them coming up through their under-20s Queensland um, gig. I, I did a, a bit of stuff with them uh, back in the day when we beat New South Wales. Paddy Carrigan, um, who else was playing that team? Tommy Flagler. Tristan was out in the back. So um, there's a few blokes in that team uh, have a little bit of an affinity with. So um, it's good to see him doing really well for themselves and representing um, that Broncos jersey with pride. What are you you talking about Billy Walters before there, like a kid where he was sort of unwanted is probably too harsh of a, a description for what he was. But, you know, he was at the Tigers. He wasn't necessarily a highly touted hooker, but being given like consistent time in the role and, you know, an opportunity where now, as you said, he's been one of the, the form nines in the in the competition. Do you think that there is a, these days, like maybe – uh, a bit more of mentality of like if you aren't good straight away or succeeding straight away, it's just sort of like a chop and change thing. Do you think there needs to be more – give players more time in the saddle? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I think, um, you know, there's a lot of churn and burn when you're young. There's a lot of guys that get into systems um, and if they're not good enough well, by the time they're 17 to 19, they're sort of out the back door, which is a little bit sad, um, but they can actually still play footy. Mm. And then you've got young guys um, who probably mature a bit more a bit later. It was probably what, what Billy had done. Um, and to be fair, for being honest, if his dad wasn't the coach, he probably wouldn't be have been given um, the time to mature the way he has. Mm. Uh, we all know Billy can play, but I know from, uh, from an ex-player point of view, the coach backs you. You just go out there and do your job. Mm. Um, and it looks like Billy's doing that. Um, they've got faith in, in what he can do um, and what he does on the field and what he does for them. And uh, he's, he's been a revelation at night, just mm. under the radar doing his job. Yeah. This is All Talk with Hello Sport. We're on SEN. And today we're talking to the man, the legend, Lottie Takiri. Now, Lottie, the start of his coaching career is a little... There's a lot of questions, really, of Kevy Walters. Can he get the job done? Is he up to it? Is he up to the rigors of first grade? I know people like uh, Gordy Tallis would always come into bat for him uh, consistently. Yeah. Are you surprised with how well the Broncos are going under Kevy? Like, did you see this coaching ability in him? I, I, I saw him being successful, but I didn't, I didn't see this being as successful as what he has done in the last, what, nine months since the comp started or, or whatever it is. I, mm. I, I thought they'd go well. I thought they may have been a chance to make top four. I, was, I had them in the eight. Mm. Um, and a, a few mates uh, do a competition where we picked our top eight at the start of the year. Um, and I silly, I had the Tigers in there. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. What going on there? <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, had, I had Bronx making the eight. I didn't didn't have them in the, in the, in the top four. But Kevy's... Uh, what he does well, he, he's got the history of the club down pat, um, and I think Alf runs off that. It's still an element of, yes, we're professional, but uh, there is a cheekiness to him. Um, and, and Benny Eichen was in there who, who brought that uh, serious side, I guess. So 
They've had a few. Benny obviously not there anymore. Um, he's moved on to QRL, but um, I think he's done a real good job in boys embracing each other and playing for each other, which Wayne used to do, um, and to have a joke uh, and get them really tight um, together and playing as a, as a unit and as a squad. Is there any similarities to, to the, was it what, 2001 when you guys won it 2000. or 2000? Is there any similarities to that side? You know, do you, do you uh, need similarities in sides even? Like, or is it just sort of a whatever's happening? Uh, you know, they're, they're probably more, uh, probably got a, a bit more, I guess, blokes who can play a bit of footy. You know, yes, I was in a great team. Darren Lockley was fullback. Uh, Dell on the other side. Um, great back division, but they've got a, a similar um, type of player all the way through. Like their talent going through um, is sensational. They just had to work hard. I think they've worked hard for each other this year. Um, and I think that's what Adam Reynolds has probably uh, brought along. Mm-hmm. Uh, having a bit of an older bike coming into the squad and sort of getting them real tight. Uh, and I think I, I don't want to pat myself on the back probably something I brought. I didn't bring much from a footy point of view on the field, but I brought a little bit of that when I went to South in my final year, um, just having an older bloke in the team just to calm things down and uh, and just say, look, we'll just play footy. Mm. Just, just to win games, let's just go back to this. What's the vibe like up there in Brisbane? Haven't won a comp since 2006. Are people like foaming at the mouth or trying, to go, trying not to get ahead of yourselves? You guys know, you've been up here. Uh, we love our footy up here. Everyone is foaming. <laughs> I think the Dolphin supporters have jumped back on to the Broncos now. They're out. Mm. Uh, everyone, there's big expectation up here. And um, when the when the Broncos are being successful, uh, they've got 30-odd, nearly 40,000 to every game. Um, and I think it's going to be a sellout um, against the Storm, which they will win. <laughs> and comfortably, I reckon. Mm. Mate, we started this thing off by saying how you're feeling about your team and you said which team, which kind of shocked me, but then it's like you did win a comp with South, so that's fair. Is t- do, do the Tigers rate a mention in your team conversations or is that sort of like just a period of your – like are they are they a team of yours? They do. I um, I probably have regrets about – you know, a big regret about the Tigers, probably 2010-11. Um, I reckon within those two years, we probably should have won a comp. We had a great team, um, got beaten both years in a prelim. Mm. Um, I don't want to go back because I hate going back and, and reliving memories. <laughs> Tigers, if I'm being honest, I probably had the best time on the field of playing footy. Like we played a, a style that was great, big looping plays outside of – uh, Chris Lawrence, Benji Marshall was six, um, Robbie at nine. Uh, we just played a really great style of footy. Um, and just to be on the back of that, mm. uh, it was pretty cool. Scored a lot of tries. But, yeah, one regret was definitely 2010-11. Like, was, was one of those Braith's field goal? Yes, that was – well, that was not in a prelim, but that was in a final. Oh, okay, uh, that, that was a final. Um, against the Chooks. Yeah. Uh, Simon Dwyer ironed out uh, Jared would hit Maria Hargrave. I, I still say it's the best shot I've seen live because um, both of them were going at it. Uh, and that night it was, um, it was, it was, 
was a hectic night. Was there another one you? Because I'm just and again, I know you said you didn't want to relive it. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to try and make it. But well, was there another one where like Christian Inu scored late against you? Was there? Is that the one I'm thinking of? <laughs> that's the other prelim. Yeah. If it goes now, if it goes. I don't know what the bunker was doing. There was no bunker. Nah. Um, he got touched mid air, and it went forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, so I'm supposed to be catching I have to go up for it and I'm going on the trajectory of the ball kick gets kicked across and then it's supposed to come here something happens in the air and then it goes askew some way so I sort of miss it something happens Christian in scores we lose we get knocked out against the Warriors in 2011 that was pro- it was a dark time for me, mate. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, <laughs> sincere apologies. I do think 2011 might have been the time Manly won the premiership last. Yeah. So, so I don't think you were going to win. I then. wouldn't have wanted you to have gone to the grand final and lost like that. So again, it was probably a blessing in disguise for you. Manly, what, what was the score there in, the, in that? In the grand, I think it was like 20, 24 to 12 or fourteen or something. I think. And the Warriors now. So you boys, was. You call them the Waz or your Warriors? Well, listen. I mean, I don't mind. I'm I'm getting on the Waz bandwagon for the finals because Manly's not playing. I don't mind the sort of get like up the Waz uh, movement. I like the up the Waz movement. I wasn't even aware they were called the Waz until the start of the year. Well, no, it's a new thing. Oh, is it? Yeah, is no, it it's a new thing. Because we talked to people from New Zealand, they were like, no, nah, it's been the Waz for a while. Well, it, I mean, it's certainly come into like the cultural conversation recently, I would have thought anyway. Have you heard have you heard the Waz before this? I heard the Waz probably about started three months ago or something. Yeah. yeah. Right. The Waz, they're the Warriors to me. <laughs> right? Yeah, mate, you don't want a bar of it, eh? A bar of the Warriors, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was... um. How was your transition back to rugby league when you went back to the Tigers? How, did you find that difficult to, to fit back in? Uh, mate, I, um, it was just thrown straight in, back in the deep end. It, mm. it was really good. Uh, had I had a, a week or two to adjust and started thinking about it, um, I would have probably struggled a little bit more. And, and, but, mate, I, get, I fly back in uh, Sydney on a Wednesday, meet the boys on a Thursday, um, maybe have a session on the – have a rest on Friday, Saturday, do some recovery, Sunday captain's run. I think we play the Monday against Manly. Oh, there you go. There you go, the old Monday night footy. And did you did you score in that game as well? First touch. The first touch, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Short side play down the short side. Chris, it's probably forward pass though. Yeah, well. <laughs> go back to the highlights. <laughs> Um, we, we actually um, rehearsed out of training, so got over the line. Um, and that was, a, 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 I guess, a um, if that hadn't happened, I was nervous as f- <laughs> <laughs> And, um, yeah, just – and I think that was about five to ten minutes in. I hadn't even touched the ball. For me, when I was playing, I'd like to, I liked to touch the ball early to get myself in the game. Uh, and then I'd go from there, but I hadn't touched the ball yet. Uh, nerves were sort of running around. Just bubbling away. Away, you had Brett Stewart out the back. I didn't want to, you know, he, he was top of his game. Um, big T Rex, I think I was marked up. Oh, against. Jesus! Oh, God. Uh, um, so 
I didn't know what to expect, but uh, got that first touch, got over the line, calmed the nerves. And I think we end up winning the game late. Poor old Brett Stewart, I think, tackled me late in the game. I think he did his knee in that first game. Oh, really? Well, Manly, we we uh, our our we've got we've got a great history of great fullbacks, but they also unfortunately can be a little. Well, they've been a little injury prone. We've had some bad luck, or they've had bad luck. Um, what's it like coming back to like when you left? You were you know a big dog for lack of a better term, but like you're still young, obviously, when you left rugby league. But like you were a big name in the game at Origin, Test, all that sort of stuff. Then coming back, you're still a big name, but like the game's carried on without you, and there's all these big names that have sort of come up. Like you mentioned a Brett Stewart who wasn't around when you first played. Do you come back intimidated by players you've never heard of, well, not never heard of, but never played against, or are you sort of a bit like, I'm still the, the big man on campus? Uh, no, I didn't have too much of an ego. I was like, I'm like Wendell Saylor. So we're probably in yet, right? I don't know if you've had him on your show. Yeah, but... we haven't had him, but we know Wendell. Uh, anyway, yeah, so I, uh, I was like, yep. Yeah, because um, I watched the game, obviously, was watching it religiously, loved seeing blokes like, uh, I think Israel Falau had come on as well. He was dominating um, at that time at the Bronx, whatever it was. But, yeah, um, no, I just came back, respected blokes for what they were doing, but I, I knew I, I still had a fair bit to give um, at that time. Uh, I probably left rugby or left the country probably not in the best way, so I, I thought, come back, um, and I, I knew I still had a, a fair bit to give. Um, wasn't the best way for me um, to sort of leave rugby the way I did and not on my terms. Mm. But I'm going to go back and, and really give this a crack. And I can still play. Um, I remember late in the game, I think it was the second tackle. I mm. tried to chip chase. <laughs> you know, rugby obviously don't get any tackles, but I was, I was, I was trying that stuff. Mm. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, you know, got used to it as, as the year progressed. And you made it back to test rugby, didn't you? To rugby league. Like, you played – didn't you – did you play a test Jared, or two when you came back? Jared Hayne got injured uh, just before the, uh, they, they picked the squad. Jared Hayne got injured. I, 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 I got a start in a few tests. Um, and we lost the Tri-Nations final to New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was I – was, Happy with coming back and playing some rep footy. Mm. Uh, I um, I think I was pretty close to maybe at the start of the year was on fire. I reckon I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I I had a really good start to the year. I I didn't expect to play for Queensland at all, but then I was I was you know murmurs around that I, I was in the mix. Um, it would have been great. It would have been nice to yeah. have my own jersey again. Um, but that didn't happen, but I did get uh, a kangaroo jersey at the end of the year, which was very, very cool to play with those superstars um, that you were talking about, mate. Mm. And I'd watched, um, you know, Kirk Gidley. I played with Billy, mm. Cam Smith, and those, like Johnny, Jonathan Thurston. Mm. Um, great, great time. You are listening to All Talk with Tom and Eddie from the Hello Sport Podcast on the SEN Airwaves, and we're chatting with dual code superstar Lottie Takiri. Now, Lottie. When did you – like, how did the transition from Tigers to Rabbitohs go? Did you – was it just, like, one season to the other or did you stop playing and then come back? What happened? I actually went up to the UK – well, not UK. Went to Ireland for a three-month stint um, in, in Ireland. So mm. I did – and then I uh, – Madge was on the phone. 
Madge, before I left, Madge was saying, mate, why don't you just come over, see how you go? Um, and I knew, I knew for a fact that Madge's, uh, Madge's pre-seasons were pretty ordinary. <laughs> Speaking to guys in the game and, and, and over there at Souths and everything else. So I just put him on a back burner for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Put him on the back burner and then told him back later in the year, um, yes, mate, I'm, I'm available. I'll, I'll come back. After, uh, yeah, after they're done pre-season. <laughs> well, they've done halfway on you. <laughs> you let forget a few of the boys on. A rugby league pre-season is absolute torture. Like, I like – I actually, I, I hated it. <laughs> pre-season and training was just a way to get to a game. Mm. For me – you know, other guys love their training, love running around. I can uh, I can safely say, rush all that if I can keep fit, get me game fit, get, get, give me two games, three games, I'll be good for you. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff, I, I was the worst. 2.5K time, time trial, me and Matty Utah at the Tigers at the back, just <laughs> getting lapped. <laughs> Uh, Sheenzy at one point, uh, at the st- when we were getting lapped, he, he told our trainer boys, it's not a good look. Um, maybe these guys just do sprints. So me and Matty Utai, by the, they're doing their 2.5K time trials. Sheenzy looked after me and Matty Utai. We would, we just did 100-meter sprints, <laughs> but we covered the same amount of uh, distance. Distance, um, just like a 5-10 second rest in between um, me both power athletes. A lot of power athletes in the game now. Um, with uh, you know, big Polynesian Melanesian effect in the game. Mm. Well, I'd actually love to see how some of these blokes go in, in a preseason. <laughs> well, the the way- Haas, right? He's a freak. Yeah. 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 I don't know where he's come from, like maybe Superman. It seems like, absurd. He, yeah, he, he can do anything. He can play eighty minutes in a how fast this game goes now. So um, yeah, I, I really like watching Payne us. When you went over to the Rabbitohs, did you th- like? Did you ever, in your wildest dreams, think that you'd win the comp that year? Did you think that that was going to be a possibility with the team you had? It was a pretty sick team. It was a good team. Amazing team. Well, I, I'm, I'm not stupid. Like <laughs> they told me the turn who came last to stay at the Tigers. We were going okay, but like uh, the Tigers a few years before that, they'd missed two prelims two years before that as well before I got there. Mm. So I'm thinking well, Sammy Burgess on my way up, Greg Inglis mm. freak. Great team get there not guaranteed a spot but I might be a chance um, and I remember going in, there was a few video sessions but uh, Madge would really harp on about the prelim the year before and it was against Manly, they got dusted Yep. really make a, a beeline for Justin Horror. Justin Horror apparently came on in a in the prelim and changed the game. He'd love to hear that. We're, we're friends with Horror. He'd love to hear this. He would be salivating. Yeah, well, he really rammed that point. I don't know if Justin knows this. Um, <laughs> really rammed that point home about like how he came on. Our, our blokes didn't do that. Um, and if we get the chance to go there again, um, we need to obviously change things up. And that sort of stuck with me during the year. 
And we actually got the chance to do that. In the, our prelim in 214, we go down 12-0 in the first 15 minutes against the Chooks at um, Stadium Australia. Mm-hmm. And that's probably where I come in. I hadn't had any of the, you know, past baggage around what was going on. Um, and obviously, Ben Tia comes on and plays a major role. Picks up one of those, dumps in, gets a penalty, we're on here. But for me, I, we were behind 12 blokes are sort of looking around and thinking, and I could sort of see, I don't know whether they know it or not, but I, I can sort of see, like, you know, the feelings or, or the looks on the faces about here we go again. Mm. So for me, and Sato did it too as a captain, but I just got them back together. We did a fair few things that year around um, our head headspace and, and how we could improve that and, and what we needed to do. We got back in there, did a few exercises around breathing and just brought it back to boys, just, just go out back and do our jobs. Mm. Like I know we, I didn't want to bring up uh, the year before, mm-hmm. I had anything about what was going on, but I say, boys, we're back in this. We can get back in this. Look at the, look at the clock. Um, things to that effect. We're probably swearing a fair bit. Yeah. <laughs> Guys up off the ground, looking up. Uh, everyone buying in collectively, uh, and we end up smashing them in that major semi. I think in 2014, that was probably our our GF. Um, in that prelim, and then we go on the next week and to beat uh, the dogs, mm. which wasn't easy, but uh, it was a, it was a definitely a tough game to get through that prelim and yeah. to beat Chooks at the same time. Sensation. And what's that? What was it like? I mean, it's I'd say obviously it was. I imagine it was fantastic, but you know, um, over the whole course of your career and not knowing, you know, was that your final game as well? But like. Being able to sort of have it all wrap up with the grand final and like a historic one, it being for South. Yeah, it was so good. Like I, I really, appre- really appreciated it more um, than what I did the 2000 Broncos one. Mm. 2000 Broncos, I'm young, I'm, you know, I'm thinking well, there's at least two or three more. Mm-hmm. You do, I looked at that squad at the Bronx, Tony Carroll, Brad Thorne, Gordy was still at the top of his game. You know, how, how far can we take this? So I didn't appreciate it as much as I've come through that journey um, to get to 2014, mm. um, ups and downs and, uh, you know, the injuries at the end of my time at the Tigers um, probably played a little bit. And then I um, got the chance to do that and, and share that with my kids too. So mm. I was pretty cool going around the the stadium uh, with those two, the two older boys um, and that, sharing that moment with them, which was um, something hopefully I won't forget, but I'll never forget. But there's some like odd experiences of when you're like the Brisbane Broncos in Queensland that you can just do within reason, like get away with murder. Oh, I, I, I no, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Give us something, Lottie. Back in the day, which is never allowed now, I, I think I see the older blokes. Um, so sometimes I see. Larry Daly, different times. Like in the in the nineties when they used to come to Brisbane. Um, when I first came in, we had an unlimited drinks card to a place called City Rolls, which was in the city, which is now on the it was on the water. Um, so you could go in there after a game. 
order as many drinks as he wanted. Jesus. I remember going in with mates, boys, let's go. Five deep. And then would they see you coming and just be like, oh shit, Lottie's rolling in with his boys. No, well, they, they just see all of us rolling. You know what <laughs> well, I mean? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The whole side's coming in. Straight upstairs. Um, which we, you know, I, I don't know if if that happens these days, but they were a sponsor. It was a approved sponsor. Um, so it was like holy hell. <laughs> not fly these days right no did you have a physical card that said unlimited drinks <laughs> it was a physical and i reckon it was it was the laminated remember the old laminated well i don't know if you blokes are old enough the laminated uh, ids with y- your photo on it nah we're we're that's before our time at like our licenses were a little bit more uh official i think yeah well this is what was going on and then you know sometimes you just Give it to your mate. Go get get a few drinks. And just look over. Yep, yep, that's me. Yeah, madness. That's living. That's like that's like you know, if it, you ask like, what could you dream of? It's like an, an unlimited mate. A physical card. car with my photo on it yeah. that I can use for for Pierce whenever <laughs> I want is ridiculous. <laughs> but um, Wayne's an old. He's an old copper. Mm. So he he had uh, he had the streets wired, mate. This is All Talk, we're Hello Sport, and today we have Rugby League and Rugby Union superstar with us, Lottie Takiri. Now, Lottie, so you're at the peak of your powers, you've won a comp, you're playing for Australia, you're playing for Queensland, and then rugby comes a knocking. Was that a difficult decision to make the switch when you you're already were you experiencing so much success in rugby league? Yeah, mate, I, 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 I didn't actually want to leave the Bronx. Uh 2001, 2002, we were making prelims, play State of Origin, play for, for the Kangaroos. Um, really hard decision. I, I, I would have said before, and I think I said at the time, um, if I do come back, I'd come back to the Bronx um, because club I was, I'd been a part of since I was 16. Um, those formative years from 16 to, to 19 or 20, um, you know, blokes are really influential in your career. Um, coaches, senior players, um, I, I just didn't want to leave. Um, so that was really hard decision. Mm. Uh, so the they rugby did make it easy uh, with a lot of money. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Yeah. Um, and it was something I, I, at the time I just couldn't knock back after I'd you know, I, I ticked a lot of boxes. Uh, had I not won a comp, had I not played State of Origin, um, I probably wouldn't have gone over at the time. Uh, the 2003 Rugby World Cup being in Australia helped as well. Mm. It would be a big spectacle. Um, I reckon, I don't know, I, I, there might be a few blokes that jump ship before this next World Cup in 27, um, just because of that fact. Uh, so that was, they that, that were big factors, but, yeah, mate. I'm not gonna lie, money money was was probably up there with the motivating factor and wanting to test myself at that time. I don't know about you bikes, but my dad, my father played rugby. I sort of wanted to at some point in my career do that. Um and, and test myself in that game and it was it was a perfect time. Had Maddie and uh Maddie Rogers and Big Wendell <laughs> gone over by this stage? 
had gone over in 2002. Okay. Months in, they had skin in the game for about 12 months. And they were a good, um, I, I guess, a case for me to, to watch their progression um, for that, that 12 months. And they um, like they played footy pretty much straight away. Mm. Uh, so I thought, I can, I can kick better than Dell. <laughs> Not as an aggressive runner or break the line like him, but um, I, I've got a few more skills. Um, and I reckon I could give this game a go. And, and I, I told him knew or, or know um, how that how the game sort of works. Um, and and I, I reckon I could kick. Big Dell had a club foot, mate. Even <laughs> he, he go to practice, he still couldn't kick. So um, I was uh, lucky in that sense. It was um, it was at least in my own memory, kind of like. Glory days, rugby was rugby was still killing it. You know what I mean. And obviously, you come in and we make the World Cup final in Australia, um, and the Waratahs were good. I remember crowds being big. Your yeah. first season, how do you remember it? Because you know you you're testing yourself, but you you seem to succeed straight away. Yeah, yeah, and, and then get straight into that uh, World Cup squad at the end of the year, which was pretty cool. Mm. Um, I, I I was lucky to come over that time. They had a, a bit of money in the bank. On the back of that, all that success, they go won the '99 World Cup. I think they beat the Lions, who who came in. Yeah, they uh, did. Yeah, so you know, on the back of guys like Matt Burke, George Greig, and Stephen Larkham, um, you know, David Giffen, Todd Kifu, that crew, Tim Horan, they um, they paved the way for guys like me to come over, uh, and. Get paid handsomely to to do to do a job, uh, which I, I I enjoyed. A lot of people say oh, I just went out for the money, this that and the other. Money was good, yes, but um, I actually enjoyed playing rugby when rugby was played uh, expansively. Mm. Yeah, it was good fun. Like it was good to watch rugby. Rugby played at its best is as entertaining as any sport on the planet, eh? But like, 100%. seems like it's just lost its way. Just not consistent. Yeah. With that, uh, I, I reckon it has lost its way, mate. Um, the the officiating's gone nuts. Uh, you can't really watch a game now where it gets officiated one week, you know, differently compared to the next. Rugby league would be a little bit like that in a sense, but not as, you know, chalk and cheese as, as some things in rugby. Um, you're just pulling up things that you don't need to pull up. Mm. Like this goes against spirit of the sort of game stuff. Yeah, like, ball down. You get a yellow card. You're trying to. You're not knocking the ball down. You, you, you're trying to intercept the pass. Things like that. Mm. Um, guys going into contact. I know head injuries and and everything are, are big now. And fair enough. But um, you know, blokes go and play. Know, know the risks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you go on into the game. Uh, you can't protect everyone. Like, no. seriously. Yeah, it, so, it's 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 like, you know, racing cars and then, you know, suing them because you have a, a car crash every once in a while. Like, you know it's going to you, – you're running the risk getting out there and doing it. Obviously, you want to take it seriously. But it does seem like rugby – rugby league does – you know, everyone's taking it seriously, but rugby unions seem to be – like, I'm pretty sure uh, – was it – like, I don't know if it was how long ago it was, but I just, you know, you saw, like, Samu Karevi get 
red carded carrying the ball. Yes. Because he put his elbows up. He put his up. He put his bumpers up. Yeah. Um, they tried to get Tino for that this year, right? Mm. Did they get him? Oh, I think they got him once, but they didn't. They, he, he took some souls before they before they decided to get him. Yeah, well, and, and that's the thing with this um, rugby World Cup in France, which is just come around real quick. It's starting tonight, actually. Starting like the All Blacks versus France, right? That's right. I just think um, that World Cup will be won on the back of discipline. Yes, you've got to be disciplined. Um, to get like sent off or yellow carded for menial things, I think, uh, and to lose a game when you're playing against 14 or, or, or 13 men, um, it, it's it just goes against, I, I think, uh, the spirit of the game. It's too much impact on the outcome of the result as well for these for these like seemingly innocuous acts most of the time anyway. Mm. What was it like in being in Australia in the wake of, like you're in the sort of the wake of the 2000 Olympics? Everyone's sort of you know loving the country. Then we've got the World Cup at home. We're in the final, and you know like what's what's that experience like? Ah, oh, so cool, mate. It was I. I probably liken it to. Um, if you're in if you're in Queensland anyway, um, that that build up for a state of origin is is immense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, we were sort of sheltered a little bit in in 2003. We went up to Coffs Harbour. Uh, yes, there was a, a lot of hype around it and about, um, but we didn't really get to experience uh, being in those. So I think we came down to Sydney. Maybe on the Wednesday or the Thursday, we played on the Saturday. Mm. Sort of sheltered up there. Uh, it was great when we did go to the different cities around Australia, but um, I will definitely in 2027 go and, and be a part of, uh, you know, what it what it really is and enjoy having a, a beer with a bombs and a French over here. I remember clearly, probably not 2003, but in 2007, uh, in France, just go. I didn't want to be in there, but going to the game, I mean, Aussies are carrying on, mm. past. It was just a great atmosphere, um, and, and I'd probably like to um, experience that for myself. Uh, I still may get up to France um, in the next couple of weeks. Oh, really? Yes. Um, so we'll see. Maybe the Australia Wales, Australia Fiji game. How do you reckon Eddie is you, – you were obviously coached by him, the great Eddie Jones. How do you think he's going to handle his, his second stint? Obviously, he's three games into it, but we get to the business end now with the World Cup. He's zero and five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm glass half full with, with Eddie. I'm glass half full with, with the team itself, obviously yep. being an player. Um, I don't know how many more chances we can sort of give him because um, he's, he's, he's throwing it right out there. He's obviously making it about himself, which is good. He's taking the heat off the players. But at some point, mate, I've got to start winning games, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, he said the other day, basically the journalists, and, and rightly so, you, you raised the point now that we're not winning games, and they sort of bring that up, and he told them how to give them give themselves uppercuts. <laughs> yeah, you're the most negative bunch of blokes I've ever met, mate. <laughs> um. 
Well, I don't know. He's got to start winning games. Yes, they'll probably beat Georgia their first game this weekend. The fact you say probably is terrifying as well, though, isn't it, right? Like, you know what I mean? I know. I never thought I'd say that. Uh, yeah, they that will was... be, but it won't be as clinical as it should be. Mm. I thought they were a chance against France in the in the in the last game, but they got walloped. Yeah. Uh, well, this is all talk with Tom and Eddie and the one and only Lottie Takiri. Now, Lottie, how much of it do you reckon with something like this? Um, where the situation in rugby has got to a point where we literally just don't have the players that are good enough. And I'm not saying this is an opinion, it's a question, but is it that we don't have the players that are good enough? And in and if that is the case, then the coach can only do so much? Or is there still enough playing ability in the side where you're like, you should be able to coach them to a win? Yeah, I think there's still enough playing ability in the side. Uh, I, I definitely think, think that. Or at least compete. Like you can't... You know, you want blokes in there with heart. You, you, you just you just want blokes in there competing. Uh, they don't really have to have a lot of skill. Like those Queensland teams, mm. like Fatty's Queensland teams, when was that, 97 or, or whatever it was? Mm. They were like on paper. Yeah. We end up winning the series. And they could probably do that for five games, um, the Wallabies. Like they play three, maybe four, yeah, four, Four pool games, and then they, they get into the quarters if they can get there. They just got to do it for four or five games, um, and, and they're a chance. Because you can coach in and around that. You hold the ball. The Wallabies have just been making too many mistakes. They give the ball back in in, in places where they're just relieving pressure. Uh, they, they can't build pressure. They're giving the ball away at, at critical times in games. It's really frustrating to watch. They cut some of that stuff down. Um, they're a chance. I tell you what, I I would I wouldn't have thought I'd say this either a couple of years ago that this could it could be make or break against Fiji, Australia, Fiji, and I said it a couple of months ago. I wouldn't be shocked if there was an upset. It no. feels. There's something in the air, and I know I've got my Wallabies beret on, and I'm trying not to be negative because I love the nation. Uh, but there, there's some, there seems to be something on the wind. Yeah, well, Fiji uh, are definitely um, coming around. Like that, that, that Drua team, they played amazing footy uh, in the Super Rugby competition. The fact that they've stayed together uh, and played a, a, fair, a hell of a lot more rugby together. Like you look at uh, the Wallabies, they, you know, for team cohesion, they probably only played what four or five games together. Because mm. I think the, the, the Fijians um, have played a hell of a lot more. They've probably got to be hamstrung there. Number 10 has, has got injured in the last couple of days. Um, he was a big uh, part of the way they played and a, a really good goal kicker. So they might struggle in that sense. But you're right, mate. Um, to say Fiji are a chance to beat them, uh, Fiji probably go into the game as favourites. Like they knocked off England last week. Yeah. Um, and then the Welsh, you you, just, you, you never know. They, they're being coached by uh, Warren Gatlin, who can get them up for one game. Um, so, mate, if they don't make it out of the pool, does Eddie Jones keep his job? I reckon he probably only just does, but questions have to be asked. Did you think it was a good call bringing him back in the first place with Dave Rennie and where the team was at at the time? 
Well, I felt a bit sorry for Dave, to be fair. Now, I think he got blindsided. Uh, I, I, I love Eddie. I, he coached me when I first came over. I like his style. He left me alone. Um, <laughs> uh, he, he, he told me my job. I, I did my job. You do your job in Eddie's teams, he, he leaves you alone. Um, I, yeah, felt really sorry for Dave Rennie. I don't know whether 12 months out from, from the World Cup, you can do that, but they've done it. They haven't won a game yet. We're going to see how they go over the next couple of weeks. Fingers crossed they get through uh, the pool stages. Yeah. That's a very optimistic take there on the state of Australian rugby. <laughs> um, all the best, mate. Really appreciate you coming on. Take it easy. Thanks, bro. Cheers.